0: Tell your friends about it if you like it. If you don't, let's just pretend you didn't listen to it. Thanks again for coming in, and we hope you enjoy the show.
1: Do me a favor, bro. There's some arms in my desk, like three of them.
0: Here, let me let me give you a hand.
2: Ah. You know what I mean? I, I, have the, I, want, I want the whole arm. Oh, the,
1: the arm. I don't know if I got any of those. Uh, I want the whole arm. You gave me the hand.
0: That's uh, good. Here we go. What
2: are the other sound effects Ooh.
0: Uh, Yeah, I love sound effects. Nice.
2: Do you have the fart one? I feel like I like <laughs>
0: <laughs> Oh,
2: that's
1: definitely staying. That's definitely staying. Veronica, you just went up like nine notches in my book. You became a teenage you not even a teenage boy. You became like a prepubescent boy and it's just like, alright.
0: All right. Oh ready then.
1: It's funny because yesterday, we were recording yesterday, and I was talking about unicorn farts. It's a beer. It's a sour beer. If you like sours, it's an amazing sour beer with edible glitter in the bottom. And it looks absolutely fabulous. Like, I literally, I pour it into a champagne flute. So, instead of, like, drinking that beer out of, like, a can or a glass, I I drink my unicorn farts out of a champagne flute.
0: You should check it out. It's fabulous. You need to send me me a video or a a picture of that. I can and will because (sighs) it's... Good. All right. Real talk. Game face. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Privacy Please. I am your host, Cameron Ivey, and with me, as always, Mr. Gabe Gums. Gabe, it is a wonderful Friday afternoon. We've made it to Friday. How are you? We made,
1: we made it to Friday. I'm well. I'm well. I'm trying to make it through Friday, though. How are you doing?
2: Just <laughs> through it
1: like a train. Just, just- I'm just right coming off the tracks hot knife butter just friday
0: all right yeah very good well we have a special guest um this is a good friday uh we have veronica toscano she is the chief of staff and privacy specialist at cisco Um, we're really really excited to to have you on veronica thanks for joining the show
2: Thank you for having me, and congrats, Gabe,
0: on the new job. Hey, I appreciate
1: that. Thank you very much. And wait a second. Congrats to you. Yeah. So you are chief of staff. We're going to get to that in a minute, and you're going to tell us all kinds of things because that's a relatively new position (laughs) also. Um, But yeah, but we kick the show off, as we always do, with the most important question. Tell us about yourself.
2: Hmm. Well, if it was a dating profile, it'd be like, I like long walks on the beach, but uh, no,
1: I don't like it. And unicorn.
2: <laughs> um, unicorn I'm parts the by the fireplace. <laughs> <laughs> yes, the unicorn parts. I slipped them out of the champagne glass because uh, I'm fancy. <laughs> One thing that I always love to share with people is that I'm the first in my family to go to college. And uh, with that, that means, like, you have to figure out everything on your own because you don't have anyone in your family, like, to guide you and lean in on. So now that I've finished college and now that I'm working, I also volunteer with the same organization called Students Rising Above that actually gave me my scholarship to attend any four-year university that I wanted to. So I graduated with no debt, which is pretty
0: (laughs) More than most.
2: Yeah. Yes. Yes. And then, you know, just figuring everything out. I've I'm still figuring things out. I don't know what's next, right? But it's all like a discovery. I started off in marketing, uh then I went into finance, then IT, and now I'm in the cybersecurity and now I'm in the privacy space.
1: That is a that's a a very circuitous route. For what it's worth, you may have noticed this already. A I feel like just most professionals go through a relatively kind of, you know, winding path to get where they are. Um, but B, uh, most of us also don't kind of plan those moves out. They just kind of happen to some degree. I mean, there's planning, obviously, right? But yeah, there's uh, there's a lot of fluidity in there. So how did you land on the first of those career tracks? Before we get way to where you are now, how did you, how did you kind of enter your, your first professional f- mindset thinking, what, what was the problems that, that Veronica wanted to solve?
2: Uh, well, first the problem I wanted to solve was get money. Well, <laughs> I wanted to a, get money. It's a good problem to solve.
1: One so- of <laughs> my favorite problems to solve. Get it. Keep it. It's more of it.
2: So I was, I graduated when the economy crashed in 08 and the only job that I can find was as an accountant um, and I didn't love it. And then I saw an opportunity open up at McAfee as an executive assistant. And I figured, you know what, get my foot in the door, get to know people, work on projects, and then I'll work my way up. And that's, luckily, that's how it happened. I got my foot in the door six months in, I started leaning, leading an online safety for kids program where we teach kids and their parents about the safety of being online. Um, you know, sometimes these kids play games and they think it's another boy or another girl on the other end. It's their age, but it's not. Yeah, And so that's where I felt very passionate. And I also noticed that there was a gap in the Latin American community. And since I am Spanish speaking, um, it's my native language. I translated the docs into Spanish and started educating the Spanish community. I getting more people involved. So I really love doing that because I enjoy helping others. Um, So I would say, yeah, I feel like that was my first problem is like, and enabling and giving people who aren't technically technical um, or underrepresented communities the tools that they need to stay safe online.
1: So there's a thread through that story. That thread starts with, uh, a significant amount of empathy for others safety and privacy in a digital world and you are now in the privacy space there's a there's a straight line between those things for me a, as i hear them is is that a straight line that you see yourself
2: not so you just pointed it out right now can you point out more things about my life please?
1: <laughs> it's kind of my superpower <laughs> And that is Cam's superpower. <laughs> yes, yes. It is. Those are real people. Those are real
2: people. Yes. Today's today's
1: today's broadcasting is being brought to you live from the Murph Griffin
0: Theater, lot thirty-two. <laughs> Those are yes. our fans. Right.
2: You know. Right. But
0: <laughs> on that note, I I am fascinated that you you mentioned that because I didn't really know that, Veronica. And and yes, kids can be technical nowadays because they're like born with an iPad in their hand. But the innocence is, is a different story when it comes to that. So that is, that is very, very inspiring. Um, and I, it's very awesome that you, uh, you found a passion behind it because of that. That's, that's awesome.
1: Thank you. So it's an unrecognized at least connection there though. So, so tell us a bit about your current privacy life then what is, what does that look like?
2: Yeah. Um, so, you know, one of the things though, just going back on the connection to with privacy and now that I'm seeing the connection and learning about privacy and learning about what it means to be in charge of your data, like as a fundamental, right. It makes me think of domestic violence survivors. Um, So my uh, I'm a survivor. So my biological father, when I was six years old shot and killed my brother, then he turned around to shoot my mom. He was never captured. So we were always living in hiding. Mm. But now I think about these Domestic survivors now in this digital era, like they're not safe. Their address is available online and anyone can access that at any point. And I've kind of transferred that passion into like my, my work life as well, because it's now switched to not only their safety, but also the automated processing as it relates to AI and ML and how that also impacts underrepresented communities.
1: Yeah, that big, heavy sigh is the realization that uh, while we may have talked about what you just highlighted in different contexts before, I don't think we've ever we've ever articulated in that way. A and B, I certainly have not had anyone kind of bring it home for me in that respect. Even though everything you just said is the truth that I knew, it's like yeah, I knew that, I, I knew that everyone's did, and I knew that there are people I could use it for bad things. But but to bring it home does for me like the the following kind of crystallized in my brain as you said that i i've always been an advocate for privacy it's funny because like in some of my online profiles it's like privacy advocates always been there and that was well before you know it became the big hip to do thing because i too have a lot of respect for my privacy and for others but privacy is a right while i believe in that what you just described is is everyone can certainly agree on the right to their own personal safety, and that shouldn't even be debatable. So if we're still debating whether or not privacy is a right, like maybe we should just come down a level and 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 ask the question: Do we have a right to the protection of our own bodies? And if the answer to that is yes, then from that should flow. Privacy is an absolute right. Now, to be fair, there, there, there are, there's legislation, GDPR, etc. That that very much crystallizes also privacy as a quote right, but a digital right. Um, there's no even uh, guarantee of privacy, in, in at least in the U.S. in the U.S. Constitution. So, you know, there, there is equally that question: if if there's no guarantee to that, and and if we agree that privacy is a right. And what do we do about it? That's not a question for you. Like the, the, you bringing that home to me, the, the empathy that you just brought to me on that was just, uh, I just wanted to share that real quick.
2: Yeah. And you know, me living in California, having CCPA, I have the fundamental right to ask these websites to take down my address, Yeah, you know, and I'm very grateful for that because as I mentioned earlier, you know, living and hiding my entire life continued into my adulthood. And I don't need my address out there. I don't need people knowing where I live. And I only got to have that right probably about two years ago because of CCPA. But before that, it was out there for anyone. And it makes me think about other states within the United States, people that are survivors that don't have that right. right
1: that 's wild uh, we we uh we recorded another episode uh by the time this one is that one will have aired as well it'll likely be the one prior to this and we we talked a bit about you know data brokers and and the folks that that um sell our data um in fact uh a good friend of the show jeff uh Jokish, keeps a a running list of all the data brokers and and what they they trade in et cetera um it's worth checking out if you haven't seen it we'll we'll link to it in, in these show notes also um But there's one nefarious data broker that we just can't get our hands around. It's the damn DMV. Like, they still sell our data with impunity to any and everyone. And... California I'm not even sure if California's managed to avoid that but now I feel the need to dig into that one too like does the California DMV sell your information like if you're in California and you listen to the show as you might be wrong and you can ask this question do you get do you ever get the phone calls and they're like so your car warranty is expired do you get that phone call that spam phone call Oh, All right, so there it is. So CCPA. So <laughs> not that it's CCPA expired, is. Not,
0: it's, gonna, it's about it's gonna, to Oh, expire. it's about to expire. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's about to uh, yeah.
2: expire. Well, to be fair, even oh, after
1: it's expired, expired, I still get the call because I'm like, I don't even own that car. Why
0: are you calling me? It's not my car. <laughs> I don't even have a car anymore. I don't right? know what's going on. <laughs> yeah,
2: no, you're not wrong. It's a pandemic. Though.
0: Everybody works from home.
2: Right. Yeah. Yeah. Um everyone sold their cards, 30% up in the market for used cars. That's it.
1: <laughs> and so the, so just just this very anecdotal question of do you still get that call? That means that CCPA still hasn't even gone far enough in terms of stopping the DMV from selling your data.
0: <laughs> it's kind of kind of off topic here but almost similar. Um, I don't know if this relates but so I'm I'm okay with saying this. You know, I I'm, I'm sick. I, I I test positive for COVID. I'm good. I lost my taste and smell. The show I not being recorded live. Everyone is here on home studio.
2: <laughs> well, uh, you know what the next show should be? You taste testing something like... Rose oh yes! <laughs> Ooh, can we get can we get someone can okay, we get some
1: get durian popsicles, mailed in? Anyone anyone in Southeast Asia with access to durian popsicles, please.
0: I mean, I guess this is the best time to do it. Um, so, so the reason why I bring it up is because. I'm curious of your thoughts on this and and how you guys feel about this. So I I went to an urgent care because it was the fastest way that I could. After I lost my taste and smell, I wanted to get a rapid test as soon as possible. So I went the next morning and went to an urgent care, got a rapid test, but they also make you take a normal test as well. So I already knew I had it, but I got a phone call today uh, because they wanted to confirm those results and tell me that they were positive. Um, and then, not not maybe an hour later, I got a call from the Hillsborough County Health Department um, asking to talk to me. It wasn't urgent, but it was serious. Um, and I didn't I didn't answer it. I think I, I want to say that they got my records that I was tested positive, and they wanted to talk to me about probably see what my background is, my contact age- tracing. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. I just find that a little, like, I understand it's for, you know, for studies and that kind of thing, but I think it's very strange. Um, I don't, I don't really, I don't know. I don't know how I feel about it, but I mean, that's, that's kind of an example of them just taking my information and then mm-hmm. I don't know We've if that's... talked
1: before in this show about, uh, data sharing, um, and you know, 2020 saw a lot of that also too. Um, but Veronica, let's, uh, Let's pull this in a bit. Um, in your role, well, first, let's let, tell us about your new role. Let's start there because I had another question. But tell yeah, us what you can start.
2: All right, we went, we went really off. We on did, the we did. <laughs> <laughs> we yeah, all, we all but All great stuff. All great stuff. I so I think you know how we ended up meeting Gabe was that I posted this blog on LinkedIn where. I felt like an imposter because well I didn't realize I oh, was an yeah. imposter. I remember this I'm chief of staff for the privacy office at Cisco. I didn't have any privacy experience and that's kind of been with every job that I've landed. I don't have any experience. I apply and then let's see if, you know, I win them over with my charm or something. <laughs>
0: <laughs> She's
2: an imposter. And,
1: it's working. Yeah. It's working.
2: And so I felt like I didn't, you know, I I literally looked at the requirements. It was I only met 50 to 60% of it. And then I remember Sheryl Sandberg saying that women apply for a job when they meet hundred percent. That's right. Men apply when they meet 50 or 60. Thank you, of you for saying that. Thank you
1: very much. Yes.
2: And then I thought to myself, well, why would I want to apply for something that I meet hundred percent of the requirements because I'm not going to be learning anything. So why would I even want that job? I have nothing to grow into. I have nothing to better myself. So I said, you know what? I'll shoot my shot. I applied. I was offered the opportunity. Six months into the role, again, remember, I have zero experience in privacy. They asked me to prevent, present at Cisco's privacy uh, day, and I was like, wait. Do you feel but, of course, I wasn't going to say no. Like I leaned in, and I accepted the opportunity, and it was a success, and everyone enjoyed it. It was great to hear people saying that. They saw the passion that came through of how I feel about Mm. privacy.
1: So you told us a story minutes ago about how very personal privacy is for you. There's not a lot of people that know privacy on that intimate of a level. I certainly don't know privacy on that level. So I remember reading the article and, uh, and this conversation reminds me that, yeah, you, you, much like many of us, you kind of have that thing on your show that still tells you, yeah, maybe I'm not really that thing. Maybe I'm not that guy. I'm not that girl. Um, and so to say you knew nothing of privacy when you you've lived it in a way that most haven't suggests that maybe yeah. maybe you do know something about privacy. So let's so let's tap into that a little bit more. Then let's let's tap into well, it, what what was the talk you gave? Tell us about the talk you gave.
2: Yeah. So I decided to share the team with like the top ten privacy tips. Um, that I could give them and not in a business sense. I wanted to focus on them as individual team members, kind of similar with the program with online safety for kids that we had for the students and then also for the parents at McAfee. I wanted the people, not the company. My focus was the people on, you know, some, some privacy tips, how they can remain secure and private online, ultimately equaling safety. Um, And, you know, the number one thing, like, what I started it off with was, you know, when we were kids, we were always warned with, like, stranger danger, Mm -hmm. right? Like, don't talk to that stranger. Don't take candy from a stranger. Yet, when we download all these applications on our phone, because it's the latest and greatest thing, it says, oh, can we access your contacts? Sure. You don't even know who is looking at your data on that. Can we access your camera? Sure. You know, and, like, you're saying yes to all these things where it's having access to your phone, And it's a stranger. Mm -hmm. You know, we were taught that. Why don't you execute that when you download your apps? Mm -hmm. And so I shared with the team, like, go back, change all your settings, not you, you do what's best for you, right? You only know yourself best. You know yourself better than I do, but Facebook knows you better than you know yourself. So (laughs) do what, do what your preferences are. And, uh, you know, like for me one thing that I have off is mic I hate having mic on because my phone will pick up on everything that I say and then I get all these ads and I'm like oh gosh don't entice me anymore to buy that blender please <laughs> <laughs>
1: blenders came up yesterday too the serendipity oh, really? i swear to god it did i know it's wild that's wild that's really wild watch and so again for our regular listeners go ahead t- tie those dots together the, the episode right before this when blenders blenders come back up also yeah <laughs>
2: that's
1: funny that's really funny um so, yeah. So, again, you, you, you're you telling a story of, of understanding the value of your personal privacy uh, in a way that, again, a lot of others uh, had not had the same level of respect for, including things like listening devices. Um, do you own one of those Amazon Echo uh, jammy jams or something similar? Any of those things? I do not. Asking? No. I do not own any
2: of those. Yeah. yeah,
1: yeah. No, I, I completely understand. Um, I, I don't either. I don't have anything against the technology other than I don't want it in my life. Like, it's...
2: The same year. Nothing against yeah. the technology. Um, don't want it in my life. I'm also really frugal, so I only buy what I need.
1: That's that's, <laughs> not a, that's a good point because to say that I need an Echo, need is a, yeah, yeah no, that's a that's a first world need. Like I need an Echo. Like I need another yeah. car.
2: <laughs> and then you're gonna get that car warranty call. <laughs> I'm gonna get the warranty call. Damn it! And they're back. <laughs>
0: Oh, you waiting on me? Yeah. <laughs> um. So. Yeah. <laughs>
2: well,
0: I,
1: I'm I think I think I I think I I think I crossed the signals. So my bad. I wasn't trying to put you on that. So you should edit that. You should just edit the whole. It's oh, not going to get edited I, yeah. for the regular. One well, thing that I. I, I, did I, did that.
2: I, that I Loved about when I was reading, like, you know, in, in doing the show was like, oh, edits are going to be made. I was like, okay, so I can make as many mistakes. Cause I know. Can't well, Gabe, eh. out. <laughs> I,
0: like, I don't eh. know about that. We might well, leave all this in just because it's fun. Look, look, you've got two
1: choices. We can, we could cut it out and then you, then you have to go listen to the director's cut
0: or we could leave it in and you get it all at once. <laughs>
1: <Yeah>. <laughs> Which, we'll just get it, all, just get it all at once. <laughs>
0: Yeah. So have we have we discussed a little bit of what uh, Cisco has been doing as a company when it comes to privacy lately?
2: Uh, We didn't get to that question. Okay. But just like with most companies right now, um, you know, with uh, the new SECs that recently came down, um, getting ramped and ready for that to meet the September deadline, but luckily for our Cisco, we do have the BCRC in place as another mechanism for being able to transfer data. So we're good on that front. But definitely, you know, want to keep the customers and our partners happy. So that's what we're working on and dedicating our time to right now.
0: So, What do you think? What do you think has been the most challenging uh, thing since coming into your new position?
2: Uh, coming up to speed with everything. So I read the CIPP ebook and for me, uh, for the IIPP training and for me, it was like, can you give me examples? Like remember when you would read your math book and then they give you examples. I wish the book was written where it would give me examples. So that way when I do take the test, cause I did take it and I failed when I do take the test. I have the real-time mm-hmm. examples because it's all scenarios. So that's what I wish. So since I don't get it there, um, what I decided to do is just throw myself in with the team and learn as much as I can as we conduct our privacy impact assessments on our products, our offers, or our uh, processes.
1: It's a great I place can... to learn though. I gotta tell you. Uh, yeah, yeah lo- hands on. A lot of folks in your, in your position uh, don't actually get to witness and or participate in a PIA upfront. Anything in particular about privacy impact assessments that stand out to you as uh, noteworthy?
2: Mm. I mean, for me, the privacy impact assessment where it stands out and northworthy the most where it stands out is on the AI and ML side. Yeah. Um, as I mentioned earlier, just you know, making sure that these automated decisions that are being made about humans, um, you're not it's not making the, I don't want to say the wrong decision, but I don't know what else to call it besides, you know, what was happening with people of color, uh, the automated decision processing as it, you know, the camera, um, wouldn't name the company, but I think everyone knows what I'm talking about. And so, you know, it's stuff like that, like doing as much as we can to make sure we're not impacting people's life on a negative side. Mm-hmm.
0: It's fair. <laughs> uh you know uh, I, I I'm really curious because we we talked about this earlier, and <clears throat> maybe we can like you know go a little bit deeper into it around security and privacy and what they mean to you personally um it's fascinating you know your backstory and why you got into the industry but what else makes you passionate about uh, the position that you're in today and <clears throat> What, what do you see for the future in the next few years? What do you want to try to accomplish?
2: Yeah. Uh, so, wow. That's a loaded question.
0: question.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Considering I did answer, like when I think of privacy and security in one, I think to me that equals safety, like just flat out safety for me back to Gabe's point earlier. Like if I feel physically safe, like no one's going to harm me, then at that point we have achieved privacy. We have achieved making sure that people are secure online. Um, Ideally, just, you know, the passion that I had that you could hear in my voice, just continue with that momentum and educating people on a personal note, not a company. Why? Just because I feel like there's a lot of people already educating people on the company. Why? Because that's how they make their money, right? Um, But me being able to educate people about you know what your rights are like as soon as ccpa hit and i came into this privacy role i messaged all my family saying hey you can go to all these sites and have them remove your information now go do it go do it they wouldn't have not known that unless i told them so it's educating people about security and privacy and what their rights are and then i mean just one thing that i wish you know could spread across the future as a unified way Maybe a federal and then speaking about the states, a unified federal law versus, you know, California having their own laws, Washington having their own law, Virginia, just a uniformed way where everyone can feel like their data is is safe and kept private.
0: That's good.
1: I like it. I just want to remind you that that wasn't uh, my point. You made that point. I was just... I was just putting a finer point on it, but that was your point. Yeah. yeah and a
0: very valid one an extremely valid. One. Thank you. Yeah. So if, let's just say when you stepped into this new role and you had the luxury of coming up with a privacy program and they only gave you a hundred dollar budget to work with. It's quite the luxury. <laughs> <laughs> Where, where would you, where would you put that hundred dollars to start that that privacy program? <laughs> We're really going to test just well, how frugal you really are.
2: <laughs> yes. <laughs> well, I don't know how far a hundred dollars can get me nowadays uh, with inflation, or uh, now I guess it's called shrinkation. Um, first, I'll go to Five Guys. No, I'm just fine. <laughs> You better find one guy, two and a
1: half guys, maybe. It's only a hundred bucks.
2: <laughs> <laughs> uh, um, that's a good question. So, I think... Go ahead. I was just
0: going to say, so your mind right now is on burgers and fries. <laughs> um, yeah. You can buy a lot there for a hundred bucks. They're pretty pricey, though. <laughs> I heard. You can you can buy like four meals for yeah, So you can feed four yeah. people at a hundred bucks there. <laughs>
2: Well, that's Cameron, Gabe, and one other person. We can throw into the mix. Hey, we and can. We're blackjack. also
0: down the street from Hard Rock. We could just slap a hundred on the, the blackjack table and see what we get. <laughs> if We want to get real wild. <laughs> Put it on black. <laughs> Put it on black.
2: Got <laughs> a fifty-fifty chance. There, there you yeah. go. Um, I think my favorite thing so far, like just me experiencing it, it was such a dread to go to all these sites. And having them take out my address, I wish I could have this this service do it for me Uh, because there were so many sites that had my, my name, my address, where I work. I mean, obviously, you have LinkedIn that has that information, but it has the information of where I work, and I get to decide what I want to put out there. But for all these sites that I never even enrolled in, all these sites that I never even knew of, I would spend... And th- that might be selfish, but I would spend $100 on a service like that. Yeah. Well, maybe not 100 because I'm really fickle. <laughs> maybe $50. <laughs> Cash the other 50
0: you just slip it in your pocket. Nah, yeah, sir. A little, little commish. <laughs> That's right.
2: <laughs> I mean, what would you guys do with $100? That's a really good question. I'm trying to think. I don't know what I would do with $100.
1: Well, we can tell you what the most popular answer is.
2: Yeah, yeah. The, mo- yeah, tell me the that. most
1: popular answer is usually something around educating others. Um, usually mm. around educating others, but we get a we get the we, we get the gamut of, of answers. What would I spend a hundred bucks on if I had to uh, apply it to some kind of, of security program or even myself? Um, I mean, the thing that you just mentioned, I actually already spend money on and it's more than a hundred because it's a monthly service. So like I've had that service for a few yeah. years. So I've already paid more for it. I will, I will share that service with you offline. Um, only cause you know, I don't, I don't want to endorse any one over another. There are multiple types, but I'll, I'll share the one that I use. Um, and it does a, a fairly fabulous job of cleaning those things up. Um, and it's all, all it does is literally what you're describing. Like it just automates the process of submitting those things, even the ones that require like yeah. you to fax something in it'll do that for you it's yeah oh, well, yeah what's the yeah exactly it's it's, <laughs> it's some of those organizations they throw up those roadblocks just to kind of slow you down like ah you have to fax us it's like who the hell i'm not fax, i guess they keep my data not shit, <laughs> right? yeah. i'm not faxing
2: i'll have the right for you to delete my data and i need you to delete yeah, it yeah <laughs>
1: exactly um but uh but where would i put that money Oof, it is hard to argue with the education part of it. Like, you know, some way to reach everyone, just some way to, 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 just like you're doing. But you're, see, you're frugal. So you're not spending any money on that because you're telling them yourself. You're just, you're just like <laughs> word you. of mouthing this, like all on your own. You're just throwing the whole community on your back and you're like, hey, here's what everyone needs to know. So you have money left over for the other stuff. I, I would have, I would have gone with also spreading the word. <laughs>
0: Good answer. <clears throat> I don't know what I would do. It is not a very ma- a good big ugh, It's not a very um, large amount of money, but it's. It, I would look at it more of a where would I basically help start what I want to do that I feel would bring the most value in a program that I'm trying to start, and obviously education is. That makes sense why that's the most common answer in in one way or another. I mean, we've had answers like putting up posters um, of awareness on um, universities. That was was James.
1: No, it was. Oh, wait. No, I'm sorry. That was. No, that That was. was
0: uh, Yeah, that was Ed. Yeah. But that was where his mindset was. was. Yeah. But he he runs, you know, he runs the security team um, for a large university. So, I mean, that made sense in his world. Um, it could make sense even if it wasn't your world, you know, but yeah, like stuff like that is really creative. Um, but again, that's just another way of educating and kind of just promoting it, um, to make it more, more known. Cause I think a lot of people just don't know. That's the thing. Yeah,
1: that was episode 18, Ed. Ed Hudson, by the way If anyone, because we're just throwing around like, Ed, which Ed? Mr. Ed? <laughs> that guy, Ed That guy, Ed, yeah, that was a while ago, that was episode 18 Shout yeah. out to Ed, yeah Shout out to Ed, yeah, we gotta get Ed back good on the program
2: Good memory yeah. Yeah. yeah,
1: good memory That's my short-term and long-term memory with the interweb, so don't be too
2: impressed <laughs> <laughs> uh... You look like that meme with the cat. you know? <laughs>
0: That's my favorite meme, by the way, spent most of my days. Yeah, that is my favorite meme. I exactly. use that countless times. I'll make probably too much. Um, I mean, but when he's knocking things off the table. <laughs> Which uh, side note, my uh, I actually had my son watch Garfield um, with Bill Murray just recently. It's not like the best movie in the world, but for kids, it's, you know, he likes cats. I don't know. No. I digress. Uh, that was Who doesn't love sidebar. Bill Murray? Number one. Well, I mean, yeah, that, that's you true. Know, he's pretty likable. Now he's, a, you know, if he's a cat, could be very.
2: I've never seen the movie. Nor have I. It's
0: not. It's... <laughs> I
2: think. Garfield. Is, that's why I was like, I don't know how to relate. But, <laughs> but let me just tell you, I've never. Well, seen okay, it. so like, happened
1: there's a two of them. <laughs> Yeah, there's two of them. Oh There's wow, not just one of these, there's two of these things. Yeah, he made one Apparently called A Tale of two, two Kitties. Of course he did.
2: Of course Yeah,
1: he did. yeah. 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 A Tale of Two it's Kitties. because of Paris. <laughs> so the tale of two, two Cities, yes. Yeah, like, Never
0: yeah. would I have thought I'd bring up Garfield, the live-action <laughs> Bill Murray movie on the Well, look, the we podcast, brought up
1: He-Man, He-Man the other day, so.
0: That's true. You know, He-Man came up. Yeah. yeah that is true. Very random. Yeah.
2: yeah. Who is that? You man,
1: oh. <laughs> yeah. That's,
0: it's an '80s that's, that's cartoon. Yeah, yeah, '80s, cartoons, uh, 80s cartoon. cartoon. Yeah, he's a blonde, <laughs> blonde muscle guy. He was a toy too, and had like it was a stretchy toy. I'm sure mm-hmm. if you saw it, you would recognize it. I would imagine. We'll
2: have to Google it after. Yeah. yeah. Oh I'll yeah, Google
0: totally, totally. So, Veronica, where where do you? I mean, I know that you're newly to the the world, but. You know, what's the most fascinating thing that you've learned um, since joining um, Cisco and and um, in the privacy world? What, what do you think is the most eye-opening thing that's that's come upon you? Mm.
2: Cisco is a great company to work for were rated like number one twice in a row. Culturally, I think it's amazing. Benefits are amazing, um, but from like the privacy stands, I mean, everything I feel I've learned is so new. Um, I guess the biggest thing to me, and I as I jump out of my seat here is like, I never realized that security was one thing and privacy was another thing. I always thought like they were one and the same but then when you look at like the nist framework you'll notice like they're separate and in the diagram they overlap each other i think like that's just been the the greatest learning opportunity because i can bring my cybersecurity background into the privacy space on how we need to keep the data safe how do we need when we are transferring the data you know ensuring like end-to-end encryption um but yeah i would say just like not knowing that they were separate. I always thought they were like one and the same. To me, that's just been the biggest surprise that I learned coming into the to the privacy space, and that's what I learned from like the NIST framework.
0: Yeah, um, what do you what do you feel like? I know you kind of touched on this just recently about um, how you'd like privacy to kind of be in the future um, more aligned and everything. Um, where, where do you think it's going to be heading in the next few years? When it comes to the laws around privacy, um, I guess more so, what do you, what do you hope to happen more, more in depth?
2: Um, well, yeah, I did touch on it earlier, like a uniform, Mm -hmm. um, type of, uh, privacy law across the board, right? right? So, um, one of the things that I like, and I think maybe most companies already mirror is just running with whatever is the highest privacy standard like rather than having to play catch up each time whether it's your product or your offers or your services just go to the highest one because the rest of the countries or the states are going to at one point catch up to what the highest standard is so whatever the highest standard bar is like don't just go because that's the highest bar like try to exceed it so that, that way these privacy laws have to catch up to you right right <laughs> like, yeah yeah That's what, that's what I
0: would like to see. Yeah, it would be nice. Um, we'll see, we'll see what happens, but it's, it's, you know, privacy is definitely on the uptick and it's, uh, something's going to, you know, things are going to get more and more serious everywhere else. So we just need to strap in and ride the ride. Um, so do you, um. Are you going to be speaking at? Or do you do you have to go to any conferences in the next uh, this coming up in this year?
2: Face to face conferences, no. Um, ret- virtual conferences. Um, I will be attending um, some virtual conferences. Yes. Okay.
0: Are you speaking at any of them, yeah. or just kind of just attending?
2: I I'm not speaking at any of them. Just quite yeah. I feel like these speaking engagements come up and because I love speaking and meeting new people, I'll just jump in on them. Like last month, uh, or earlier this month, I forget, we're still in July. <laughs> I was asked to speak at an event and I did. But it was like, you know, a month's notice. But if the opportunity does come up, absolutely I'll speak.
0: Awesome. And uh I, I know we didn't get to really go A little bit further into it, but was there was there more that we wanted to talk about with um, with your past? And I don't know if we mentioned it on the episode live about um, how English was your your second language. Did we ever bring that up?
2: Yeah, I did when I when I translated the online safety for kids um, material. So because it was written in English and Spanish is my native language, mm-hmm. I was able to uh, translate the information to make it available for the Spanish Latinx community. Um, but like, we didn't like completely point it out that yes, Spanish is my first language. So I'm always like,
0: oh, it's fascinating. I say
2: well,
0: cause I no, you would never be able to it. tell, you would never be able to tell. It's <laughs> It's very impressive. <clears throat> People don't, I mean, I don't think it gets noticed enough, like how hard it is to learn a language, first of all, and to know an, a second language, but to speak that and not really have. I mean, you don't have your accent doesn't come through. I don't, you've been doing it for years, but um, I just think it's very impressive. Uh, so, well,
2: it, now my accent might come through when I speak Spanish. So when I go to Mexico, my family knows they can tell. And it's uh a little sad when they talk smack about me being you know? <laughs> I'm like gosh you know it's like i get it from my my american side of the family and i get it from my mexican side of the family i feel like selena um uh, oh, <laughs> good movie she would talk about, great like, story you have to be american and you have to be mexican and it's really challenging um but i remember we were discussing this last time cameron like when you'd be in high school and the teacher would do the popcorn reading, Mm -hmm. do you remember that? And if your name was called, you would have to read and that would make sure all the students were alerted and I would hate reading in English Mm. because there were a lot of words that I didn't know how to pronounce. And so like, I remember Benevolent was one of them and I would just say it with a Spanish accent because who's going to correct me if I'm speaking with a Spanish accent?
1: (laughs) I mean, it's a word that many Americans couldn't get right in their English accent. So I think... I think you should do that. Yeah, I'm going to start doing that from
0: now on just because. Yeah, (laughs) Um, That's fairly good. Um, Is there anything that you want to bring up that we didn't touch on that you feel is important uh, for our listeners or that you just wanted to get out there um, on the podcast for others to know about?
2: Um, Well, the volunteering with first-generation college students, there is a program called Students Rising Above. Um, If you want to volunteer as a mentor or a career advisor or even, um, you know, review some interns' um, resumes or create internship opportunities, absolutely. It's called studentsrisingabove.org. That's their link. Um, It's an organization that I've been a part of for 13 years, and that's the organization that gave me my full ride uh, to any college that I wanted to, helped me. You know, as I said, first in your family, my mom's not an executive, so she can't get me a job at her company, right. but they know people to help me get my foot in the door. And then, of course, I just have to, like, knock that interview um, out of the door saying.
0: It's inspirational. I mean, so do you have any words for, for other women that are, you know, maybe younger that might be able to hear this? You never know if they do, but um, that, that might be in your same position and um, any words of wisdom just to to go for it um because i mean obviously this space doesn't have enough women in it and it's it's good to see um people like yourself you know taking the taking the dive and taking the chance
2: cameron i'm so glad you asked me that so right behind me like i wasn't expecting that question but i love it (laughs) um are these signs like words of affirmation for me to like remind me to just like Keep going to shoot my shot, and this is the sign that says, "Be the girl who just went for it. Just shoot your shot." You know, when Steph Curry's going up against LeBron, he's not like, "Oh, I'm not going to shoot it because LeBron's going to block it." You just got to shoot it. If it goes in, it goes in. If it doesn't, it's okay. So what you're saying? You're and so what you're
0: saying is, shoot your shot from half court and get used <laughs> and get used to half it.
2: And you're out
0: of the state <laughs> <event>. <laughs>
2: When, wherever you are, just shoot your shot. You're gonna hear yes, and you're gonna hear no. That's good. But it's better than wondering what if. What if yeah. you're gonna? You don't want to live with that what if the rest of your life. It's gonna. Amazing. It's amazing. It's going eat you That's alive. so funny
0: though. If you think about it, that's such a great analogy because you know LeBron is taller, Steph Curry is pretty small, but you know what? He learned to shoot from a further distance before the defense is started like used to actually guarding you. And he's gotten so good at it that other people like Damian Lillard and other people in the NBA have started to shoot from basically half court as a normal thing. It's very weird, but it's a, it's a thing now. And yeah, that's such a great analogy though. That's so good. I love you're it. Welcome. Sorry. Sorry. If you're not a basketball <laughs> fan on on the podcast, but uh, yeah, shoot your shot. That's great. Yeah. Um, well Gabe do you have anything we're going to we can go into our our fun deep dark secrets it's dark secrets time let's do it Oh man this is going fun
1: You need like a spooky intro sound of deep dark secrets
0: or something like that. I don't have any spooky <laughs> deep dark secrets sound but the
2: fart sound
0: <laughs> don't, don't. That will
2: work <laughs> that consistent am I on hearing that it's, fart? It's down. no longer oh, gonna... a deep,
1: dark secret. Let's just say that. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> Let's just oh, say well, that. Oh well, I definitely have a question for you. For since we're on the topics of farts, I guess, but um, I'll have to find a a, <laughs> a, a fart graphic to add into well. our our show. Um, what, what is your, what is your current situation with your TP at the house? Like, do you, when you put the toilet paper on the roll, do you have it to where you grab it from the top or the bottom?
2: Oh, the top. Oh, I hate going to people's houses where it's underneath. I purposely fix it. Like, why are you complicating Why are you complicating my life?
1: Why are you conflict- I appreciate that you, know, that you take matters into your own heads. I do. I appreciate that. Like, this is obviously <laughs> wrong.
0: I will correct this. These people don't know better. I will help them. I will help them. That's amazing. Yes. And great answer. And, uh, I mean... It's the right answer. Yeah, it is the right it's answer. It is the right answer. It's Everyone the right else answer wants I... to
1: watch the world burn. Yeah, there's two types of people in this world. Yeah, That's right.
0: There is... Um, what, what's your biggest pet peeve just in general? What grinds your gears?
2: Uh, I don't know. I guess just having several mentees. Um, I will say,
0: wait, several mentees.
2: No, no, no. I'm trying to think Uh, one of the things that I teach them is like to figure things out on their own. Mm -hmm. Um, I say my pet peeve is when people don't try to figure things out on their own and then come to me. So, for example, I I prefer you, like if I didn't know what benevolent was, I would go get like the dictionary, look good. online, mm-hmm. and then if I look at it and find the answer, then I would come to you. So I guess my biggest pet peeve is like people that don't try or don't try to figure it out first. Yeah,
0: yeah. that's a good one. It is.
2: I mean it depends
0: on the situation, but I it's a very good one. Those are the people who put the toilet paper on <laughs> Yeah. Uh, that is so true. Yeah. Uh those people. Those it's people. okay. You guys other
2: than that I can't think of anything that's like really a pet peeve. Like I don't care if someone snacks on their food, it doesn't bother me. Yeah, uh, Give it time. Yeah, I mean, well, you give it time to everything
1: will bother you
0: everything Uh, she's (laughs) she's talked about farts this whole time i don't think that food is going to be a problem that's fair yeah
1: that's fair that's fair that's fair fair.
0: fair. (laughs) okay so this this question has become my favorite and I, i think i mentioned this on the last episode but can you please explain or how would you explain the color yellow to a blind person
2: i would say it's bright that would be my description. It's bright.
0: That's good, though.
2: And smells like pineapple. <laughs>
0: <I'm just lying. laughs> it smells like pineapple. Well, that's an interesting answer. <laughs>
2: yeah, that's good,
0: though. <laughs> smells like pineapple. That was like pretty pineapple. quick, too. A lot of people had to take a second to, to figure theirs out. But that was really good. Um, we've had It's Warm. Mm. And then the one, what was the one last time? I guess I can't remember what what uh the answer was but that's a good uh, the judges will allow that i don't
1: remember the last one either yeah I will it's take that. it's warm was my answer because it just makes it made sense like i thought about this yeah and I thought yeah but uh, someone that's oh, right man, you will have, we'll have to go I back i see the heat
2: from the sun yeah we'll have to go yeah, back and
1: pull it's... some of the other ones yeah that's it that's a, it smells like pineapple
0: though okay it smells like pineapple and it's bright okay <laughs> I wonder if you're blind, can you feel brightness? Can you feel the light? The well, you, you know, can feel the sun,
1: and you know if the sun's on your skin, you sh- right. You probably know it's bright outside. So maybe yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. Interesting. That's a good one though. You you answered quick.
1: That's the real test. It's not the answer. It's the it's the oh, time. Oh, yeah. It's how it's how fast you <laughs> answer it.
0: Yeah. Don't think too much into it. Just just roll with <laughs> it. Yeah. You know, just like the toilet paper. Yeah, we're never going to get off of
2: that
1: we're never going to live in a of society that. so you know
0: mm-hmm. it'd be nice if everyone participated that's all right yeah, yeah. um <laughs> uh if you do you have one app uh on your smartphone or whatever that uh, you have to use daily but you absolutely hate
2: I don't have to use it daily, mm. but I use it daily, and I hate that I use it daily, is uh, social media apps. I hate them.
0: Yeah.
2: <laughs> I hate them. Anyone I hate specifically? How a, uh, I would say not any of them specifically. I feel like they're just equally like uh, a drain sucker for me, mm-hmm. um, but yeah.
0: I would say Facebook for I me. I need to quit. Facebook's one of those ones where it's like, you have it because of family. Easy to communicate and stay in you know, touch. Everyone but. says that. Like I don't have a
1: family. Like I have a family, but I don't have Facebook. <laughs> <laughs> I, mean,
0: <laughs> I would say
2: me, that I have a family since, also, <laughs>
1: I, I, but no Facebook. Like uh, oh, you have a family. <laughs> <next Sarah>.
2: <laughs> mentioned his. I will say IG, but with IG, I don't follow anybody. Yeah. Anyone that I know, I just follow like funny people. Uh so that way I can look for memes and I get sucked into it because all I do is all day try to look for a good meme to make me laugh. But apparently I need to get Twitter.
0: No don't that's where the good memes are. Don't do it. Just no. Just stay away. <laughs> just stay it's too late. Twitter's like I've tried. I was too late in the game and I just can't. I can't.
1: I, I participate, know. but it's different, I feel like. My Twitter is uh it's it's well curated around just the security things. Yeah. It's a very different beast. Meme hunting, though. Reddit's the shop. That's where you want to be. So.
0: Reddit, yeah. That's <laughs> true. That's prime, a good that's, one.
1: That's Prime meme. meme Plus, you don't have to sign up for anything.
0: Yeah. You don't have to put your
1: information exactly. in. Exactly. You can just, Twitter, like... you have to actually put your name in. Yeah, your you just, like, name. look from outside. You just, like, put your face up against the window once in a while, see what's going on in there, and then walk away. That's it. <laughs> that's
2: that's the meme itself. That,
0: that is the meme. That is the meme, Yeah. <laughs> Um, what is your favorite TV show of all time?
2: Oh, gosh, I don't know. That's so tough. I do love Seinfeld. I do love Friends. Oh, uh, I would say like what I grew up watching all the time was Full House. And I think it was because it was relatable. It didn't have that picture perfect family that all the other shows have. Yeah. Right. And so it was good. Representation matters. It was good that I was being able to be seen on TV.
1: You talking about the Full House reboot? Like the latest, like...
2: Oh, no. The original? The original. The reboot, I'm not as big as a fan of.
1: Yeah, I never saw the reboot. I never watched the reboot. Yeah, no, me either.
2: Yeah.
1: I guess it's not even called Full House either, right? It's like Fuller House or something? Fuller House. Fuller House, yeah. yeah.
2: Fuller House.
1: Hey, come on. Cut it out, all right? Cut it out. (laughs) Had to do it. Um, <laughs> wow. Wow. Tribute to a little.
2: It's like you were hoping I was going to say full house.
0: <laughs> so, no. Yeah, I've been waiting.
2: On it. I'm like, please. <laughs> please,
0: come on. I I've been waiting that. for somebody to say full house on that question. Just so you can say, cut it out. <laughs>
2: <laughs> 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 he slipped me the answers earlier. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No,
1: I, I, I know a pigeon when I see it. There's, no there's, way. there's like a couple of plants in the audience
0: there. Yeah. <laughs> Um, all right, so time capsule. If you could put one thing inside that time capsule today, and you have to open it in ten years, what would you put in there? Ooh.
2: Well, this financially like smart answer, I would say like a bond or something, <laughs> so that way I can get You're some killing money me on with it. the
1: frugal over here, Veronica. <laughs>
2: Just I'm a planner.
1: Mess up a comma or two already. It's Friday. It's okay. <laughs>
2: <laughs> it's a good answer. It's a
1: good answer. The judges will allow it. <laughs> judges will allow it. Browning's like uh 30 a T-bon.
0: <laughs> So, are you sticking with that answer? Or were you? Did you? Did you have a?
2: I I, mean, I can't think of anything All right. else. But if I'm not okay, okay. Be... I mean, that's you could right. do
0: toilet paper. Wait, Oh.
2: I would want to see if a chicken. So one thing, <laughs> super nasty story: my nephews left a chicken and a nugget in my car, and it was in there for like three months, and nothing it
0: didn't happened change. To it.
2: Yeah. So h- how about I leave a uh, chicken nugget in the time capsule and see if anything happens to it in ten years? <laughs> that's
1: what I want to know. Probably not. <laughs> Probably not. And no. I mean, I hope sad part, you don't honestly. eat McDonald's after knowing yeah. that.
0: But yeah. yeah, that's the that's yeah. the crazy thing. <laughs> yeah, and this. uh Show is brought to you by McDonald's. Well, <laughs> hopefully, you guys want to pay us; that'd be great. Um, <laughs> last question, and I totally forgot it, but it'll come back to me. Wait a minute. Um, I have. Was it, it a
2: money question? Because I will save it.
0: <laughs> it which money question?
2: Yeah, I said I, I will
0: save, save it. it. See which. Oh, where's
1: where's where's the <laughs> symbol, Chuckie? Can I get the? Can I get
0: the? Well, you need the you need the drum 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 rope choke.
1: There hey, we <laughs> go.
0: Thank you. Five thank second rule. Uh, uh, that you. counts with that too, right? It counts. It counts. Yeah. I'll let it count. It'll it'll be there. Um. All right. Last question. I don't know why I'm blanking out on it. I'm trying. Oh, pff, there it is. If you could be any, well, if you can have any superpower, what would it be and why?
2: Oh, I would say being the smartest person and the and the reason why is because like if I wanted to fly I'd be able to create something that I can go and fly and go
0: for the multiplier um, okay okay yeah so you're going for the like the if I had three wishes from a genie I would wish for unlimited wishes
2: yes <laughs> yes <laughs> all right <laughs> I
0: like it that works
2: I think Gabe was expecting me to say travel back invest in Google so that way I don't have to be frugal <laughs>
1: I was, I was, I, yeah, I mean, you're not wrong. I was expecting that. That is, that is exactly what I was expecting. In fact, yes.
0: I just kept, kept you on your toes.
1: Yeah.
0: Yeah. Fair. It's true. It's true. It's a good answer. Well, Veronica, this, yeah, this, this has been great. You, you're very fun. I love your, love your uh, personality. Um, figured that when we first met and really, really appreciate you coming on the show and, and giving us your time and sharing with us and, uh, thank you for what you're doing and and inspiration for other women in the industry and for just taking your shot. So thank you for for everything. It's a pleasure to know you and meet you. Let me add to that. Likewise. Thank you
1: very much for coming on the show. And we oftentimes on the show talk about how we make the case for privacy personal. So I do want to thank you very much for sharing your personal experience with our listeners and making it personal, bringing it home to why it, it genuinely matters. So thank you
2: for that. Thank you so much for having me on here. It was a lot of fun and it was a way for me to learn more about privacy through too, as we were going through this. So thank
0: you. Awesome. Awesome. Well, until next time, uh, we will see you all next week. Take me home. All
2: right. Hasta luego. Take care.
0: I just wanted to thank all of you out there for tuning in each and every week. and to all of our amazing guests for coming on. I I know that, there are millions of other shows, and it means the world to have you with us on this journey. We are so grateful that you choose to listen to us each and every week. If you like the show, tell a friend, have them tell their friends, and then maybe make some new friends along the way uh, so we can continue to spread the word and keep learning together. Let's protect what matters most. And by the way, DJ, can you go ahead and drop that outro beat and keep it classy? We'll see y'all next week.